Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler. In this episode, we're going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest, Anthony Campanella, all the way from Australia. You might have seen him on Deadly Women, Rescue Special Ops, Tricky Business, and 2017's most outstanding television drama, A Place to Call Home. Just to name a few. So I'd like to welcome you, Anthony, to Money You Should Ask. Thanks, Bob. All right. Uh, I hear the New Zealand accent. Ah-ha-ha. No, definitely Australian. Definitely Australian. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> so I um, I understand that A Place to Call Home is just starting to be released in the US. On yeah, there's a little bit of marketing uh, that I've spotted around the place for A Place to Call Home here now, um, which is great. Yeah. So they're starting to release it more overseas. Cool. Yeah. So you've come to America um, yeah. after having success over in Australia. And so what brought you here and how has the experience been? And like, just financially, like how has that changed your life for the better, for the worse? Or Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh... The experience has been amazing. Like I've, it, it's been a really, uh, really great experience, but I have had to learn a lot. Um, financially, uh, it's like, you know, starting from scratch again, basically. Uh, you know, you've moved to a new country. Obviously, the, uh, the savings I had in place for, in Australia, uh, to use over here in the USA, uh, was problematic in the way that uh, exchange rate became really bad. Right. So it was like, oh, what do I do? Do I throw all this money away? Or so, you know, you have to rely on finding work and getting a job. And, and basically that's what I had to do. So, you know, the career, the acting career had to take a little sideline for a little while, um, just so I could establish myself financially um, mm -hmm. in a job and get rolling. And how is it coming into LA, probably one of the most expensive uh well, cities in, in the country. Yeah, coming from Sydney, I mean, it's not that much different. I mean, Sydney is a pretty expensive city um, in comparison of all the cities in Australia. So, yeah, it's pretty similar. And when you made the choice to come over here, um, did you think about finances? Did you look at it and say, you know what, this is going to make me lots of money or this is too much money to take the risk? Or like, did any of the finances come uh, into play when you were making your decision to come here? Yes and no. Um, I think to a degree I made the, the, the choice to come over and I, I had a lot of other sort of things that were influencing my decision at the time, but, uh, essentially I, I, I think I needed a little bit more planning before I came over. Okay. Put it that way. Um, so in hindsight, yeah, a little yeah, more definitely. planning. <laughs> well, that's probably true of a lot of, uh, creative types. It would look, I'd have to say a lot of it was emotional. Like there was a lot of emotional, um, <laughs> you know, decisions made in the process. So yeah, I, I, I could have spent a little bit more time. Okay. Yeah. And when you, so like when you made this choice to go into acting, was that something that you always wanted to do when, <laughs> since you were a kid? Yeah. Um, was your family super excited that you wanted to go in a, a very <laughs> lucrative um, business? Uh, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, look, actually, funny enough, my mother uh, used to say to me, uh, you know, when I told her that I wanted to be an actor, she uh, she said to me, oh, you know, go and get a real job. Go and be an accountant. Mm, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I always used to laugh at that. And uh, look, I sucked at numbers and, you know, I sort of still do. So 
Um, but yeah, no, definitely. She always, she always used to say to me, um, you know, you've got to work hard for your money and you've got to make sure that you do, you know, you, you have smart, make smart choices with your money, mm -hmm. save it. So, you know, you don't end up with nothing when you're older. Yeah. So, and the fact that, you know, she said, look, there's no money in the entertainment business. What are you doing? Go and get a real job, go and get a career, you know? So, and then unfortunately my circumstances changed because my father passed away at the time and we had a family business. So it was like, oh, okay, what do I do now? Do I sort of, you know, go out and start to find the career that I want to find or do I sort of help out with the family business? And that's what actually happened. So I ended up taking over the, uh, or assisting my mum with running the family business and we were flower growers. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was an interesting time in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't, a it wasn't necessarily a choice that I had. Um, I sort of felt that if I didn't do it, it, you know, it, it would be a shame for the family business to sort of run down. Right. Yeah. And then how did you once, um, then how did you get your kickstart back into like the industry? Because you've done television, you've done, you know, <laughs> theater, you've done all the stuff. So. Yeah. Well, uh. Well, I had this life-changing experience, uh, which oh, I'll never forget. Um, I used to work in a uh, in a company similar to, um, I think, a, a business that you call Best Buy here, mm -hmm. uh, something similar back home. And uh, I was an assistant store manager at the time. And this was at the uh, when Apple released the Apple iPod uh, okay. Nano. It was one of the first times they started to release the really small version uh, mm. of the uh, Do people iPod. even use iPods anymore? I don't think they do. I think, I think it's all in the phone yeah. or with all the iPhones and stuff. Okay. So, yeah. And uh, at that time, they uh, they actually had a new uh, servicing arrangement that if you had any issues with the product that you wouldn't go through the store, you'd go direct to Apple. So one day this client came in and uh, she came in with a, a handkerchief stuffed in her mouth and I could just see that something was not right. And she's trying to say to me or talk to me, you know, with this, her mouth filled with, you know, the the handkerchief and you could just make make out that there was a little bit of blood there and it just looked looked awful anyway she was complaining and telling me that she wasn't happy with the decision that we had to uh you know take the uh, ipod back to apple that she wanted to return it she wanted to replace it for a brand new one and obviously circumstances at work we're not allowed to do that so i explained all that well she didn't like that she just went off and she started yelling at me and all I could see were these little missiles of saliva just flying at me and I was sort of dodging it and it was just yeah. like no get me out of here it was just like oh and it was oh it was just awful and I and it was at that moment that I could just feel some of the saliva flying and hitting me on the skin and it nice. was just it was just wrong it really was and at that moment I stopped and I thought what am I doing I'm actually working at a place, putting up with this, and I'm not following what I've always wanted to do. So literally the next day, I started looking around for uh, colleges and drama schools around Sydney and uh, and started to see what direction I wanted to go in. Okay, cool. And then about three months after that, I auditioned for one, and the next year I found myself uh, <laughs> in a full-time course at, a, at an acting school. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. And, you know, one of the things you said um, a little bit ago, your mom said you have to work hard for the money. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering, is that, um, did you end up taking that on? 
Like, do you have a belief that you have to work hard for the money or? I don't now. Um, but many years ago, um, my mother always used to say as well, uh, if you don't save your money, you know, you, you, you got to be really careful because if not, you'll go bankrupt. Well, lo and behold, <laughs> I took that as gospel and, uh, I was probably in my, my late twenties, uh, to early thirties, uh, where I actually had a, uh, a florist store or a florist shop. I had a business in, in the Sydney, uh, CBD and, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I had to do after five years. Um, yeah, I had to declare for bankruptcy and that wasn't, it was due to a lot of, um, me being so naive in business, mm -hmm. not being in, you know, properly trained or, or really have a, a, a strong grasp or understanding. Yeah. And do you, um, in terms of, because a lot of creative types believe that like you have to be a starving artist. So I'm wondering if you have any money beliefs or money blocks around, um, <laughs> you know, I can't be a true artist unless I have completely gone yeah, broke. I, I'd have to say, um, it's funny. I spent a lot of time unlearning a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes now I still find little, you know, uh, uh, little pockets of thought come to me that's, oh, you know, I'm an artist, you know, there's never going to be enough in this area. And it's just like, oh, you know, stop. No, I can't think like that. Um, but it's funny because even going to, uh, you know, drama school and places like that, they tend to, you know, sort of put little ideas in your head, which, you know, you don't realize until you start, sort of get out in the industry and you start to re see things and you, you relate to things that you've heard and then you think, oh, you know, that doesn't work. But yeah, definitely. Um, but not so much anymore. Um, I, 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 I find myself with other beliefs that, and you know, more about my own self rather than the financial aspect that, you know, I'm need to work on <laughs> okay all right yeah. and what about like do you, if you think back to your childhood like when you were maybe five six seven mm. can you do you can you recall like a situation that revolved around money like maybe getting money to go buy the bread at the grocery store and uh, worrying that you might lose it or like the first time you had to make change or, or like can you remember anything as a kid that stuck in your mind about money or I I think one of the biggest things was, um, you know, a lot of kids would get a lot of things and, you know, like whether they be toys or whether they be games, bikes, things like that. I mean, I can't honestly say I, ne I, I went without, I never did. You know, I always got what I wanted, um, <laughs> after, uh, uh, a little bit of persuasion. So is that called a temperate tantrum? <laughs> <laughs> well, it could have been when I was about four or five. Um, I remember when I wanted a particular tractor, um, like a little ride-on tractor that, uh, and my mother basically said, no, no, no. And then it was just like, yep, yeah, I'll show you. And I was like, ah, I started screaming and, you know, and I, I didn't get it that day, but I think I, I tend to, I, I think I might've got it a few, few months afterwards. So is the uh, lesson there, if you scream a lot, eventually, <laughs> um, people will just, uh, well, prob you? probably as a child, but not as an adult. Oh, it didn't work so well? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no? Okay. And um, when you were growing up, did you get an allowance or did your family... No. Uh, <laughs> no? <laughs> no, no, no. Look, um, I, I grew up in a, uh, a very typical sort of Italian uh, upbringing <laughs> um, with a little bit of an Australian twist. Okay. Um, and why is that? Well, my mum, obviously, my mum and dad migrated from Italy. Um, so I'm first generation Australian. 
Okay. So, yeah. So, so they brought a lot of that sort of Italian mindset um, uh, to the their life in Australia as well. Um, and the food mm-hmm. and the rest of it as well. So, that was the, the, a positive okay. aspect of it. But, yeah, they did bring a lot of that scarcity thought pattern or that, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, way of thinking with them. Okay. And was that because they were Italian or was that because they were immigrants? Well, you know, like they didn't have the same life in Italy, like in, 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 in that sort of life that they were having back then, um, it was hard. Um, they had to literally scrape, scrape from everywhere that they possibly could. And, you know, they, as much as you could save, I mean, but work wasn't that available back then. Um, even though my mum and dad had, you know, jobs, um, but you know, they were, they were working when they were children. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so it was, it was scarce. And did they ever share with you the reasons that they left Italy or like the challenges of moving to a new country? And um, Yeah. I mean, I think it was a very difficult time for my mum, particularly when my father passed away, because mm-hmm. um, it was just like she was dealt with a lot of, oh, what? Did, why did I leave Italy? You know, we had a great right. life back then. Um, and then I've come here and all of a sudden I've, you know, I'm sacrificing but I think what she didn't realize is that, you know, she, she initially moved out to Australia for a better life. She even said that. She right. said, there's no way that we could have the life we have now back in Italy. Right. So, you know, she, they worked hard for a very long time and uh, they were able to then have a very good, comfortable life. And in, in, in that as well, so was I and my right. sister. So, you know, I can, I can honestly say we never went without. Mm-hmm. And did you ever, like with the sibling, with your sister, did Mm. you ever feel that like she got more than you, that you got more than her? Like who got the better end of the deal? (laughs) Um, If you ask my sister, definitely me. I mean, because I was the baby of the, uh, uh, of us too. So I tend to, I I must admit, I probably got away with more mm -hmm. than what she did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The youngest kids usually do. Yeah. That's, that's pretty true. Um, And... In terms of, um, so you, you, you know, you, you came over, you spoke English. Did you also speak Italian? I did at and, home, but not, not fluently. And did your parents have to learn English? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, and then do you remember any of that having any impact on your childhood or, um, and I know you didn't have to go without cause you got to have temper tantrums and everybody <laughs> took care of you, but like, um, in those moments yeah, when yeah. you weren't, uh demanding that everything be given to you do you remember like comparing yourself with other school kids like was it was it different because you came in even though australians speak what they call english um (laughs) you know you're learning a new language so was it how was that coming into a school where you're the you're the i guess maybe the foreigner or like i don't know how that was yeah well it's you know it's like a lot of cultures you know cultures that are different, you know, in, in areas that are, are predominantly a, a specific culture. And then, you know, someone else from another culture comes in, it's going to create a little bit of, you know, friction. Um, but definitely. And I think the Italian culture back then is basically going, th- was going through the same sort of thing that, you know, all other cu- cultures are going through now, so to speak. Um, but yeah, for me, it was difficult because it was more of the I- Italian ideals and um, uh, I having to do what my mum says, 
bait rather than so for example i'd like i'd want to go out with some friends um if i'm like 10 years of years of age and we were going to go to the movies um i was never allowed to i could never go because my mother would ne never let me go with my friends to you know even with another parent it was always no you have to stay here because the thing with my mum, and I love her dearly, is that she was just a worry ward. Everything mm. was always, and that I found was a very typical sort of um, trait that a lot of the immigrants had at that time. Mm. It's just like, oh, you know, we've got to worry about this. There was always something to worry about. And then do you think in certain aspects of your life, you brought that with you? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, I think now in in hindsight, like well, at, at my age now, I'm finding... Lots of things that where I'm just constantly worrying. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I have to. I I think I I have more of a um, more of a more of an awareness now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you like, if you look at your parents or specifically like your dad, mm -hmm. were there certain b money beliefs that he had that he tried to impart on you, or is there anything that even that he might not have said, but he did, so that you took away a lesson of, I need to be this way about money. Yeah. I, I have to honestly say that a lot of the stuff that I would have picked up um, would have been more from my mum. I think I had a more, I'm not saying I had a closer relationship, but I think there was just a more of an understanding with mum. Whereas with dad, he was a hard worker. Mm -hmm. He was a hard worker and, and that's what I associated with. Like he was always working, which was, which was good. Like, you know, he supported a family, but yeah, it was more... More, I got more of the, the beliefs that I sort of connected to mm -hmm. in life were, were, more, were more from my mother. Okay. And so were there any negative connotations that you took from your dad working hard? Like, oh, if you work hard, you, you'll be grumpy or you don't have time for the kids or like... Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I've never actually thought of it. Um, but yeah, possibly. Definitely possible. Um, I, I, don't, I don't really recall um with my dad so much um but i do like i said i do recall he was a hard worker and um you know he was always one like the the one thing that i did love about my my mum and dad is yeah they worked hard but when it was time to actually have fun socially and go, they they knew how to have fun okay and that's one thing that i you know i i, I sometimes think now i wish i had more of you know what i mean mm -hmm. more of an idea or you know more awareness of yeah. And you think that was the Italian culture? Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, I think there's, you know, the, Italian culture is all about families being social and connection. Mm -hmm. And whether that connection be around food or, or being social, but we were always together at friends' places, relatives, you know, having a big feast, whether it be on a Sunday or whether it be, you know, another day during the week or whatever. We were always out, you know, connecting with family. Okay. And that's, I think that's one of the, the key things that, you know, I love about the Italian culture. Okay. Yeah. So I have a question. When you got your first paycheck for doing acting, oh, do wow. you, yeah, yeah. do you remember the first check? Do you I, remember what your first gig was? I do. I do. And, and so tell me about the first gig and then tell me what it was like to get that first paycheck. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. Like this was, it was what I was, you know, aiming towards <laughs> my entire life. So um, I remembered looking at the uh, the email and thinking, "Oh wow, cool! You know, this is I'm I'm heading in the right direction." It was awesome. I've actually still got a copy of it. <laughs> and what was the gig? Uh, it was a guest role on a television series. Okay. Yeah. And how much? Do you remember how much the first check was? Uh, I don't actually, but I think it was probably around. I think it was about five hundred. 
Okay. I think Australian at the time. Okay. And did you have to be in a union or anything? Did you have to give yeah. half the money to the dude, you know? Yeah. Well, you pay, mem- like, it's not like it is here, but you pay a membership fee each month. Okay. Yeah. So had you already been paying that or did it come out of the first yeah. check? Oh, yeah. You'd yeah. Already no, been, I'd already been paying. Been paying like, I, I paid it since I came out of uh, the college or university at the time. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. I don't, I assume it's still the same, but I remember, you know, with SAG, you couldn't get in the union until you got a job that was, you yep, know, yep. SAG. Mm. And then pretty much your first paycheck went to cover all the SAG dues the, the and dues, the startup yeah, dues yeah. and stuff. It's changed a bit, but. Yeah, no, it's um, very different back home. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you almost start out in debt <laughs> um, uh, when you get your first paycheck. So, yeah. and then how long was it between the first gig and the second gig? Uh, probably about. A year, okay. probably maybe less than a year. So the five hundred had to stretch uh, <laughs> several months. Definitely. Well, lucky I had a part-time job or a, a job at the time as well. So yeah, I had a I had a really good boss who was able to sort of give me the time to go out to auditions and um, and then if I did have to have a day off to go and do an acting job, he was okay <laughs> with it. And and then you know when it came down to it, and there were other times that I had to make up for it, I would okay. if he wanted some time off. So you know. We had the, the, you scratch your back and I'll scream, you know, oh no, is that right? I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. Exactly. <laughs> Arrangement. Something like that. <laughs> All right. That's cool. And then, um, and then when you made the choice to come out here, that was for a specific job or? No. So the opportunity came, I, uh, I actually came out in 2012 just to spend a couple of months out here. And there was a lot of talk about, um, you know, if you wanted to come out here, you could try and, uh, join, uh, the diversity visa lottery, which was, uh, a, a lottery that was done in, uh, which is done by the U S government. Okay. Um, they probably don't do that now. No, they still do. <laughs> do they? they do. They but let they, three people in at a time. Well, believe it or not, I think it's, uh, 50,000 Okay. Visas a year, um, but only certain countries qualify. So luckily, Australia was still um, part of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to change next year, but mm-hmm. it's still, you know, it's still in operation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was li- one of the lucky ones. So I was pre-selected, and then from 125,000 people that they pre-select, they then select um, 50,000. Cool. So I think Australia gets like 1,500 or 2,000 visas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, and that was at the time, like I just, I just applied. I didn't really have, you know, uh, a plan on doing it, but it was just something I overheard when I was over here and I thought, yeah, why not? I'll give it a go and see how, and then lo and behold, it happened. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. Cool. And then how has the adjustment been coming to the US? The first year to two years was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you miss a lot of the creature comforts at home and you miss your friends at home and, and until you start to establish a new network of people and new network of friends. And, um, so yeah, I think it probably a couple of years mm-hmm. and now I'm, you know, I love it. And do you feel, um, you know, I'm wondering if there's a parallel, your parents moved to a new country. I know. Right. And, um, they had to start all over and then now you've first generation Australia and now you've moved to a new country Yeah, and um, you're having to start all over. Yeah, I know. I, I, I actually had this conversation with my sister a little while ago and it was like, wow, I never realized that. Um, and yeah, and there could possibly be, I have, I've never re- actually, you know, done any work on it uh, in trying to sort of understand it or see if there is anything uh, in my subconscious mind regarding that. So, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely is. And if you, like, if just, like, I know some people that, um, 
come to the U.S., they still feel strong ties to their, mm-hmm. you know, their mm-hmm. their country of birth. Yeah, yeah. Um, or their country of origin. Mm-hmm. So, like, do you feel more Italian? Do you feel more Australian? <laughs> um, do you and and I I would have to honestly say I'm more Ita- uh, more Australian. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I don't mind having the uh, the odd little sort of you know Italian quirks, but yeah, definitely more Australian. And what would you say is like in the U.S. Everything is about you deserve to have it now. You should put everything on credit. Mm-hmm. You should. Um, there's no reason to not have instant gratification because mm-hmm. um, you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like in Australia? Is it very similar to that? Would you say that the cultures and the mindsets about money and success um, oh, the, are the same? Or yeah, fairly similar. I think, um, and I'm. I look, it depends on, I'd have to say the younger generation, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the older generations, I, I don't know specifically, but in general, yeah, I'd say they're pretty similar, pretty similar. I mean, everyone wants to succeed. The, 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 the idea of having the, you know, the American dream of having a house and, you know, your own place to call home. So, if, oh, boom, Tish. There you go. <laughs> that place just came home. out. Um, so, so yeah. they don't have the Australian dream? Well, it, it is <laughs> I mean, definitely I the Australian dream, but it's just a different name to it. But yeah, you know, your own home, your own property, your own, yeah, belongings, so to speak, but definitely. Um, I just find that I think here it's it's interesting where in, in the thing in Australia, there's, there's this thing called the uh, tall poppy syndrome. So a lot of people, when you talk about your dreams and your goals and things like that, there's there, there's... People definitely around you are always happy to ground you. Right. You know what I mean? Don't whereas, be too tall. Yeah. Whereas here you tend to find that it's actually um, a good thing to be able to talk about your accomplishments. Um, and you're not, um, how do you say it, uh, shamed or, right. or not humiliated. I, I wouldn't say humiliated, but yeah, you're not shamed about it. Right. Whereas, um, you know, and not in all cases back home uh, in, in, in Australia, but, you know, I've experienced a couple of times where someone would, you know, ask me, what sort of work do you do? Oh, yeah, I'm an actor or what have you done? And you explain it. And then it's just like, oh, you know, and then they start having these conversations. It's like, okay, you asked. <laughs> right, right. So, right. yeah. And if you were mm-hmm. to, um, like, if you were able to go back in time mm-hmm. and have a conversation <laughs> with um, a younger version of yourself. Oh, wow. Um, like what financial advice would you give? Like, you know, do you go for your passion? Do you go for security? Um, do you plan more with your budget? Um, like, yeah. What would you, oh, what would you wow. tell, what would you tell yourself? See, the thing is, if I had have done acting when I was in my early twenties, mm-hmm. I would have, you know, I would have just wasted the time. I think for me, my twenties was to make all the mistakes that I could financially. So, and then start to appreciate it as I got older. Um, I'd, I think the, the the best advice I would give is trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Trust yourself. Doesn't matter how many mistakes you make, you'll always be okay. Trust yourself. And yeah. do you think you've been trusting yourself in the last few years? Oh, since moving here, definitely. Mm-hmm. More and more so every day. More and more every day. And where do you want to be in five years from now? In terms of career and finances well career uh career uh i don't know that's gonna be that's that's gonna have to be something that i have to revisit and uh and reanalyze mm-hmm. um 
but definitely still in the entertainment industry. Um, you know, I, I love the creative aspect. I, I don't think, I don't see myself doing anything else that that's, you know, I love the creative in the world, creative world, so to speak. Um, what was the other question? Um, where do you want to be with your uh, goals and where do you want to be financially? Uh, financially, uh, I actually, I, I, I'm happy to be comfortable, like super comfortable to be able to, you know, go and buy anything that I need. Or if I want to hop on a plane and go back home for a couple of weeks, you know, without having to plan for it beforehand or and just say, yeah, I'm just going to hop on a plane and go. First um, class or coach? Uh, I'll, look, I'll settle with coach for the moment. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> I'm happy with coach. <laughs> for so, now, I haven't had first class taste yet, but once I get it. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually pretty nice, oh. um, I will say. Oh, thanks. Uh, it's, uh, it's definitely nice. Not all the time, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. long flights. Well, definitely with a 15-hour flight to Australia, you know, first yeah. class flight would be. Actually, you know, I'm going to put it out there. Yep. First class. All right, good. And then any other financial uh, benchmarks you'd like to have? Certain um, amount of money in the bank, have a house? Oh, definitely own my own home. Mm -hmm. um, I'd actually like to own a home here in the US and a home in mm -hmm. Sydney um, to be able to travel back and forth yeah. uh, to. Um, you know, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm moving towards more than having things to actually having experiences. And I think experiencing life is, you know, is one of the key things that I, I'm moving forward to. Cool. I've, I've started to realize that, you know, you don't need all the things that we need in life. It's, it's all about experience and, you know, looking at my mum and dad who've passed away young, um, it tends to change things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, it has been great having you here yeah, on you. Uh, Money You Should it's Ask. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love the name Money You Should Ask. Yeah. Well, it's we, awesome. we have a lot of fun and, you can check us out on Facebook. You can check us out on Twitter. Um, you can download us on a regular basis through um, iTunes and all the other social media that I, I can never remember. Google Play and you've got oh, Google Play, uh, that's Stitcher right. as well, I think, is, uh, is another yeah, option. You did, you did your homework. Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> Absolutely. So check us out. Uh, until next time, I'm Bob Wheeler, and this is Money You Should Ask.